Hello to all of my gamers, geeks, fellow d, &D freaks, and welcome to another session of Now One Adventures. Uh, my name is Dave, um, and uh, I, I, I would like to say that I'm your DM, but I'm not, unfortunately. That's right, you're not the DM today. No, Rats, I am not. You get to come up off your throne there, hand over the crown, and I'm taking your place. Let's go! You all know me as Faye, I am the artist for Nat One Adventures, and now I'm one of the DMs, so let's go. I shall be leading our lovely cast through a whole new world, and it's going to be a blast. You a whole new world! Cream. You all know Aki, who played hey, hey. in the previous, and you all know Riley, who played Aurora, your lovely little <laughs> crazy little thing. But we also have a new face here, and that would be Azzy on the Fritz, or Azzy for short. She is joining us for this one campaign, and we're going to have fun, and it's going to be awesome, and I can't wait to get started. You guys ready? Yeah! Let's started. All right, first and foremost, though, if I do remember correctly, Riley, you have some announcements for us? Yes, I do! All right, so, um, I am proud to announce that we have a new amazing partner and sponsor, Introducing Crystal Maggie. They are a wonderful company that specializes in beautiful handcrafted, uh, beautiful handcrafted glass and gemstone dice. They come in a variety of colors and materials. These are detailed, painstakingly to perfection. And on that note, we have a special treat for you listeners of this podcast. Our friends from Crystal Maggie were generous enough to swing the deal. Right now, when you purchase dice from them, you can plug in the code N1A, capital N, Capital One, Capital A, <laughs> at checkout for 15% off that order. Um, so, you know, check them out right now at crystalmaggie.com or their Etsy shop at etsy.com slash shop slash crystalmaggie. I will note that the um, discount code, unfortunately, only works on their actual website, not their Etsy site. Uh, Etsy site, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, and uh, back to you. <laughs> awesome! Do we have any other shout-outs and things that we want to do here? Just go ahead and go down the list. Azzy, do you have any shout-outs that you want to do? No? I'm good. Alright! What about you, Miss Eve? Uh, just that I'm hoping to get my campaign set up here relatively soon, though I don't know when that will be. Yeah, not valid. Uh -oh. I don't have any personal announcements aside from follow me on Patreon for early access to the ARC for Nat One Adventures. You can see it there early. So, you know, keep keep that in mind. Riley, do you have any other announcements? Um, uh, last but not least, I just want to say thank you to you, to you listeners of this podcast. It wouldn't be, uh, uh, you know, if we didn't have you guys, we would just be, have We'll just be talking to ourselves, and you know, it'd be, it 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 wouldn't be as fun. So, uh, thank you to you listeners. All right, Raspy, round us off. Do you have any shoutouts that you want to do? Well, I mean, you know, this is an earworm podcast. You are listening to us, or hope you're listening to this on the Earworm Podcast Network. Uh, we do have sister podcasts, as always, Dungeons in Discord. And leave the quest to me. 
I do have the link. If you scroll down, if you're on Spotify, you just 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 scroll it right there and press that button, and it will take you to earwormproductions.com. Press it. Do it. It literally has tabs where you can go and listen to our sister podcasts. I will toss out uh, one. Um, there are a couple of people that have helped to motivate me aside from my lovely fellow um cast members on here um big shout outs to um the podcast uh crit out of luck the last song of arcadia uh go and listen to them they are heavy role play with some very interesting combat um it's it's takes place after They've beaten the Curse of Strahd campaign, and they continue on, and it's really fantastic to listen to. Go listen to them. Um, and also, I want to toss out to that big D&D energy. Hilarity. If you um, if you like Mad Pod and you like um, Dimension 20, you're going to like that big D&D energy because they are all over the place, and their players give each other shit all the time. So... Those are the only ones that I'm going to toss out with, last but not least, the sponsor for all of EWP, which is Only Crits. They also do dice and dice accessories. I have a lot of dice from them that they roll fantastic. Just also go and check them out as well. And that is all I have. And to tell Riley to breathe next time you're going to do the sponsorship is holy fuck. I am Bernie the Ghost. I breathe through my ears. That, that, no. I breathe through my ears. No. You did that in one breath, yes. practically. You know, I'm not surprised about that. I'm generally, you're bad about that. And I love you for it, but. Sweetie. Isn't that, isn't that a breathe. skill? Isn't that a skill, though? No, sweetie, you gotta breathe. You gotta, you gotta use those lungs. They're there for a reason. I got massive swear, a, sw- uh, a, a swinger, <laughs> a swimmer, a swimmer. You're already proving that you should breathe more. It gives you time I mean, to use that big one before yours. So, are we all ready to get started? Yes. Okay. Ready as I'll ever be. All right. <laughs> Let's do this. Guys, gals, non-binary pals. So, the world that we are entering is going to be a little more unique than some of our listeners are used to. As we are entering the world that I like to call Nexus. Nexus is a massive world that has expanded from what we like to call Earth. Now, of course, you might be wondering, story there, but that's not the one we're going to tell tonight. No, instead, we're going to go to a little town far off on one side of this big, beautiful world, and it's called K-Strits. We're going to be focusing, in fact, on a small, well, small in the grand scheme of things, school if you will. This school 
is known as Draconis, named similarly to the city, the city of fates, the city where no one can become someone, ruled by ten immortal beings, this city has standed for, has stood, sorry, I can language, guys, stood for thousands of years, and yet the rulers remain far beyond their mortal lifespans, which is how they are proven to be immortal. Shocker, I know. Well, this school, they, the immortal rulers, erected, has a singular purpose, and that purpose is to wisen its people, to teach them how to read and write. I have an echo, and I don't know who it is. <laughs> uh, I think that actually might be coming from Raspi. What? Raspi. No! We'll let you fix it. I'm not mad. I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> I hear myself talk, and it's weird. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't just me. <laughs> oh, no, I heard it myself. All right. Echo, 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 echo. Keep going, because I can't hear the echo, and we're, we're interrupting the story. Just, just. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> we're at this beautiful school, and its sole purpose is to teach its people. I can still hear the echo. I can still hear it. Oh my god. Echo, echo, echo. Riley, echo. no, you're not helping. <laughs> um, this school has a singular purpose. And that purpose is to teach its people how to read and write and how to survive and provide for themselves. No matter what kind of situation they may find themselves in. Based on whatever they're good at and what they aspire to be. The immortal rulers said a long time ago, when they first had this school constructed, that, like how they were raised, they wish others, too, to be able to have the chances that they had. And so they have made it so that this school is a free education for everyone. It doesn't matter where you are in the country. You may travel to the capital and attend this school. And that is how all of you came to this big city, this state, where you can decide what it is you wish to be. Of course, some of you have different plans. Some of you recognize each other. But there is always a story. And to begin, I would like, I would like to start with you, Raspi. What are you doing today? What is you, what is your character up to? Um, well, you're going to zoom in into, there are, oh, what is, what is the word? The, um, 
like the like the lawns outside of what you would consider college, like the 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 lawns. The Absolutely, there is a sprawling city out here for you to explore. Awesome. Um, you're gonna zoom in on a um, even though it's warm out, a hooded um individual who's currently walking out through the lawns of this school, heading into town um, kind of briskly. Um, almost seems to be muttering to himself every once in a while. Um, and uh, if you watch as the camera zooms in closer, uh, you notice that looks humanoid. However, upon closer look, it almost looks as though his skin is this bluish color um, with very faint, you could swear that they look like tattoos or, well, maybe they're not, but almost like very vivid scales that coalesce right on the bridge of his eyebrows and head back um, very faint along his cheeks, um, down his, down on his arms that almost seem to have a slight fin to them with, um, almost, almost long, but not that long nails. And as, as he readjusts himself, uh, you're looking at, uh, Heiko, uh, um, um, my name is Heiko, and uh, I'm a sorcerer of. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I don't know where this this shit comes from, but it comes from inside me, and I'm trying to learn to control it because my dad said that my mum was this beautiful dragon, and she could do all kinds of things, and then she left me and my dad and. My, my dad is getting worse off, and so I got to provide for him. So he sent me to this school, and and so uh, I'm I'm heading off into the city to check on him and make sure that he's got food for the week. And uh, I gotta hurry because class is gonna start soon. You're walking through Brawling City, and. The architecture is of various different kinds of things. You see human architecture, elven, dwarven, halfling architecture, all coming together to bring this beautiful city. And so walking through, you drift from park to marketplace, just out beyond towards the elven quarter. And as you get into the elven quarter, you easily spot your home. You walking on in, as I assume you do, and you can see your father working the counter. And as he looks up from um, what he's doing, he smiles broadly at you. Oh, there you are. Come on in. How are you doing, son? Did you eat breakfast that I left? Like, I have to get back to classes. Did you eat the breakfast this time? Yes. Yes, I ate breakfast. Are you sure? Because if I come back I and I see that it's not gone, I'm not going to make it again. <laughs> uh, 
you good for the day? You good for the day? I'm good for the day. Okay, because I need to make sure, because if i got to come here for the evening shift, I need to know now. No, I'm good. I'm good. Right. I love you. Make sure to take the money to the bank at the end of the day. I will, I will, I will, I assure you. You tell me that every time and you always forget. I'll leave you notes. I won't forget this time. Right. I love you, Dad. I'm gonna go. I love you, too. Get back <laughs> Um. I, I head out and, uh, swing back through the marketplace and, um, I would like to see if there's any anything that I can pick up quick to eat myself as um, the time is approaching for um, classes to start. You, you've lived here your entire life, so it doesn't take you very long as you kind of skirt through the center bazaar was a little stall on the way to the market. And you know this stall. You've come here every single day since you were a child. As you scamper up, you see that familiar, worn, leathery-skinned old woman turn her face to smile at you. You recognize her as Old Lady Ray. Hello, Mrs. Ray. Um, you have food real quick? I, I, I'm running behind. I had to check on my dad. Here. I had this one specifically set aside for you. She reaches up with this massive cinnamon roll. And I mean, it is huge. You know, you, you're thinking like Cinnabon. No, I think like twice the size of that. It's just massive with delicious creamy cheese frosting and everything. It's just melting. It's warm. It's gooey. It's all kinds of deliciousness. She just sets it right down in front of you. That'll be so good. Um, and as always, he puts, um, I put two silvers uh, right on and grab it because she always does this for me. And so I take it and uh, two silvers and I just take a bite out of it and I'll just throw my head back in pure ecstasy <laughs> and just groan and be like, oh my God, thank you, thank you. I will see you tomorrow and just proceed to I'm almost sorry. at a run. <laughs> what? It was good seeing you. I'm back to class now. I proceed. I, I, I literally am just like scarfing it down. We're swerving between people, almost like knowing the morning routines at this point where I'm like, stop. I stop for one sec as water gets splashed out onto the street and then I hop over it and then run zig between two, two carts that are, that are going. And then just at the end, seeing that I'm almost going to be late, just book it for the last like a hundred feet. You're going and you're going and you're going and you're going and you've got 
people moving carts. He's got someone rolling a nice little wagon of cabbages or melons or something. And you're not even stopping to really look. You're just like, nope, I gotta get to class. I gotta get there now. And you jump over it. And you've got people who are tossing their their buckets of dirty water and other gross things that you don't even want to think about right now and the gutters. And you're just like, nope, I got class to get to. You're not even stopping, and you just keep on going. You're not even thinking about anything else. Nothing else really matters. And you make it all the school campus. And as you enter almost a beautiful, sprawling school campus, and you get to watch other fellow students practice their magic this morning, or even swing their spears or swords or whatever the heck they're using right now, you just kind of finally, you know, you made me kind of laugh. Whew. All right. Now to self, more cardio. <gasps> okay. All right. Um, where would I head first? Being that I am a sorcerer, or am I waiting for friends, or do I know anybody? Because we didn't establish that. You don't have to. Don't worry about it. You head straight off to class. Okay. Because every sorcerer goes to the same place to practice their magic. Unless my magic is a little <laughs> crazy, which is your case. Yeah. <laughs> okay. As the camera pulls back from Heiko, we're going to drift on over to one Lasara. Lasara, what are you doing on this fine morning? Um, well, I think I just uh, just arrived. Um, it's my first big city, so. I'm kind of just taking everything in. Definitely out of my elements. Um, I'm pretty sure people would definitely give me stare, uh, give like weird looks. As um, I, I look to be a wood elf, but not. Because while most wood elves are slender, I have muscles that are the size of the rocks. <laughs> and on my back, I hold a claymore that is larger than myself. I'm just kind of walking around. Um, aimlessly taking the sights. Um, I'm not really sure if she's listening, um, but I'm just going to try and speak to her and say, you, uh, sure this is where I'm supposed to be? Correct place, my dear. Just Keep going down the street, and if you take a look at the big intersection with the beautiful fountain, you'll see a 
massive building. I want you to go to the big building. Okay? You said a left, right? Go to the fountain and take a left. Got it, okay. The big intersection. Don't worry, dear. I'm going to be here every single step of the way. Okay. And I'm just going to follow her directions. The weird voice in my head. Just, just going to follow her directions. Yes, the voice in your head that speaks sweetly into your ear continues. She guides you as you navigate this massive city and when you reach the fountain she directs you to the left you follow her her guidance and you see it that massive building down the street it's huge bigger than any building you've ever seen before aside from that other one, but that other one looks really small because it's really far away. You're not worried about that one. You're worried about the one that's now in front of you. Now she continues to push you forward and guide you down the street. You realize that she's pushing you towards what looks to be a, a joining place, a meeting place of all of these other people who are kind of like you. You see people who are significantly shorter than you, taller, some are even your surely, as you continue forward. And one of the people that you see coming down the street, enjoying you, this beautiful woman with fiery red hair, and she has this slightly sea foamish tint to her skin. But her eyes are this gorgeous hazel, and she continues forward. You feel like you should recognize her, and yet you don't. You don't know why. She continues on with a young man of almost the same exact appearance as her. And what's strange is that they walk as though a pair, as though inseparable, conjoined without being one unit. And yet, their behavior suggests that you can never separate them. And they continue on in the same direction that you're going. And you realize that they're probably going to school, judging from how they talk about their studies quietly as you're walking. That lovely voice that whispers in your ear confirms your suspicions. And finally, you step on into the grounds of this massive school. Your unease settles as there's sprawling greenery everywhere. But there are also paved pathways that are just elegant and they don't harm the earth. And there's a balance here that you are driving, driving for and giving in to, to walk. What are you I doing do. here? Uh, so... 
just stop there for a moment? Taking everything. Why am I here? Here to learn, to experience things that you've never experienced before, my darling. Don't worry. I will be here to help you. People aren't as scary as you make them out to be, my, dar my darling dear. Let's just give it some time. You need to rest. Sit down underneath that oak. Let me embrace you once more. You know I was perfectly fine being in that forest forever with you, right? My dear, you're never without me. You and I are together in this. Always. Wherever you go, I will follow. And every step you take, and every breath you draw. Always. Remember that. Let me embrace you once more. Next. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll walk over to the, uh, the oak tree that, um, she, uh, pointed out, and I will sit down there and just rest. Watch and the people go by. <laughs> as you settle down against the trunk of this tree, you feel that that tale, telltale's sign that she is there with you. Because indeed, hands come out from the trunk and they settle upon your shoulders and they go down your arms and they trace the veins of your wrist out to your fingertips, and then there's a kiss that is placed on your cheek, as you are indeed embraced, once more. I trust you. Play slowly. And we shift our attention to one. Cassandra, what are you doing this fine morning? Hmm. Oh god, that echo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I can't believe it. We got an echo on our end, so we're gonna take a look on it. <laughs> anyway, please continue. Well, as always, I'm going to be not quite near the school, but enough to where I can still see it. Just playing my flute on the corner to not only keep myself calm, but to help those around me stay calm. 
है the song comes to an end and I realize oh dear I'm gonna be late I gather up what few things I have with me my bag few books and then I start off towards the school making my way through passing people here and there passing the carts jumping over a puddle <laughs> go on and you're looking out to make sure that you don't bump into anything, and it's because of this that you notice someone who's in the same predicament as you, although he keeps his hood up very high on his head to hide his face. You're not quite sure why, and you're not really sure if it's because he's hiding his face or not, but he is jumping over carts and cabbages and melons and all kinds of fruits and bubbles and vegetables and you're pretty much chasing after him without chasing after him and finally <clears throat> you see him come to a stop for a brief moment take a deep breath and continue on and then you cross the, cross the threshold onto the campus grounds and you also take a moment to take a deep breath you aren't going to be late all right, I can do this. And with that, she walks into the school. Wow, I blinked on what I was trying to say in the middle of my sentence. <laughs> hey, English is hard. I'm okay. to the best of us. Don't worry. <laughs> All righty. The camera hands away from you as you go running off into school and shifts. To one of our more interesting fellows, only in that species. For instead of being an average human height, we have someone 
who's maybe a foot tall, if that, as we come in to find what Amari is doing. Asi, what are you doing this fine morning? Um, I feel like she's kind of just sitting in a tree. She's just blazing the early morning away. Not really focusing on anything. Just kind of letting the breeze flow over her. And it's because of this breeze that I would like you to please roll me a dexterity check. Oh, jeez. Please, just a D20 <laughs> and add your dexterity modifier. <laughs> it's a little fairy ways. Not even pounds. Uh, with the dexterity modifier, that's an 18. <laughs> Miraculously, you managed to not go tumbling out of the tree. <laughs> However, the book you were holding falls to the ground, and it's now grasping. Oh, wow. Dive down and get it, I guess. <laughs> there goes my early morning, uh, my early morning relaxation. Pick it up, dust it off, see how bad the grass stains are. Not too bad. Yeah, you can still read. But, um, yeah, that stain's not coming out without ruining the book, that's for sure. But it was all of my other grass-stained books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there's plenty of mud-stained ones in there, too. Don't, don't you worry. You've got variety. It's flavor. It's flavor. It's the ice to act at the worst of moments. I can save myself. My item? <laughs> As you pick yourself back up, you resign yourself to your grass-stained book Fiasco, you realize what time it is. No. Well, well, uh, guess that was the sign I should get moving. Where do you go this fine morning? I'm gonna take the scenic route. I really don't care if I'm late. I honestly don't. And I'd rather live my life. So I'm gonna. (laughs) You know, vibes. I, 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 vibes. I, I, I vibe with that. All right. Yeah. You take the scenic route. You enjoy, you know, the last echoes of your lazy morning, and you glide on through until finally you reach the school grounds. And just as you cross that threshold, you hear the toll for the morning class. The warning bell or the class bell? The class bell. You know exactly what time it is. Can I can I spot the window that my class is in? Go ahead and roll a perception for me. Yes. <laughs> what you get, sweetie? Um, that was a, uh, I rolled a four. So oh, dear nice. lord. Let's go, guys. <laughs> That's a nine. <laughs> nine. 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 Ten. It takes you a little longer than you'd like to admit. But you're looking around, you're, you're like, oh no, that's not the warning bell, that's the class bell. And that's making you a little frantic. You're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Oh shit, oh fuck, oh shit, oh fuck. And you turn. It takes you a little longer than you'd like to admit, of course. And there it is. That's the window. 
and you go bloody for him, and you fly, and it's a hourglass. Please take two points of damage as you ran face first into the window. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. When you get there, a familiar face greets you. Laughing his ass off, he grabs the window and he rips it open. What are you doing out here? Get inside. Yeah. And this is your best friend, Velik. You know Velik only because he's the only guy who seems to be able to save your instrument from certain doom. <laughs> he is not a bard. By any means necessary. But he does have first class with you. Because he is very persuasive. And he takes bard classes because of that. Even though he is not a bard himself. Just for a visualization, when I spun it against the window, was it like when you, like, you, you know those um, insect... Like when they pin insects to like boards and you have the like the wings splat out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like if it is like full on Tinkerbell just hit a window kind of level and your wings are like yee like a butterfly on the window, guys. Here I am, I don't to see. There ain't nothing that you can't see here. Yeah. Except for of course everything beneath my clothes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He just kind of peeled you off the uh, window and sat you down on the desk. He's like, what are you doing? <clears throat> he shakes his head at you. You are lucky that our professor is not here yet. Because he would have laughed his ass off. I'm glad I am a source of your humor and your... Your amusement. But I do not need this this early in the morning. I love you, but no. Yeah, well, sucks to suck. <laughs> Just quite literally, just stop. <laughs> he continues to laugh at you when the door opens and in comes this annoyingly handsome gnome. And the reason you are not gnome, sorry, my bad, Clint. I said no because I was watching Critical Role earlier. <laughs> no, not a gnome, guys. This is a halfling. And he comes in, he's annoyingly handsome because, well, he's probably well over a thousand year years old. Everyone knows it. This is, of course, a man known only as the halfling ruler of this country. And as he comes striding in, you all turn to look at him, and you know for sure that this is your professor. As he takes his place at the front of the classroom, and he is grinning from ear to ear. All right, class. Everyone up. Today's graduation day. Congratulations. It's your last year here. And he begins to file you all out. This is the same experience 
for all of you. Including you, Lasara, who is guided to the auditorium where all ten of these rulers are present. <laughs> and as you all turn and look about at each other, as you all lined up by class, you stop and you marvel for a moment because Wow, some of you have been here for eight years. Some of you were tutored outside of the school by one of the teachers. And as you're looking about, you realize that these last eight years of your life has been spent learning how to read, right? How to practice your trade, how to defend yourself against monsters and creatures. So that in the case of someone trying to hurt you, you can, in fact, defend yourself. And standing up on that stage is a beautiful woman from head to toe. And what is beautiful about her is not that she has anything too striking about her. It is that she holds herself with an air of confidence. And for a drow woman, you're sure that you could not be so magnificent and kind. And as she turns, she holds her hand up to a human man who steps up to her side. And she smiles at all of you again. It is today that marks your last day here. And it is also today where your adventures begin. Because like us, please excuse me for a second, my father has an issue and um, I hate to put, to put us on pause for a minute, but it's an emergency. It's please okay. hold. We will pause. <laughs> yeah. Alright, sorry about that. Uh, back to it. We are going to discuss what was being said? Were, were <laughs> I we? I could get my train of thought back. Were we? You're all graduating. All the rulers are in front of us. Yes. We're shitting our pants. <laughs> it is a wonderful experience to know that you have all lasted eight years in this school. Some of you taking your last three years for the first time and hopefully never needing to experience another school as you will go out into the world and create your own stories. Because like you, we have learned from our experiences. We are your rulers. And because of that, it is important to know that there was a time when we were indeed like you. We were once all orphans and alone in the world, with only each other to rely on. And it was through the faith of the people who raised us and guided us, who showed us the way that we took power and became who we are now, is how we came into our abilities and how the gods turned to us and gave us 
their blessings. Some of us knew when we were young, and some of us have been guided to them. And it is because of that that our stories have led us here to be in front of you in this moment and to take pride in knowing that this generation shall indeed continue to lead fascinating lives. And I hope one day that I will get to meet some of you in person, perhaps even all of you, as you go to do remarkable things. And it's because of this that we would like to congratulate you and send you off into the world for the first time. And so I shall hand it over <laughs> to the one I call my sister, Seokir, your other queen. And as the drill woman steps away, a different woman walks forward and at her side, this beautiful man with sea foam skin and a singular tattoo on his barren shoulder strides up to greet all of you. And what is striking about her is that her coppery skin is covered head to toe in glowing tattoos that pulse in time with her heartbeat. She's fiery red hair that falls over one shoulder and as she turns to greet all of you with a beaming smile of pride. Her gaze is affectionate, motherly. But she sits a hand on the shoulder of the man beside her, of whom you all recognize as her husband. She smiles. I'm glad to see all of you, truly. And it is now time for you all to set about. Some of you have been chosen for your extreme promise in your crafts or special tasks. In fact, we'd like to begin the next program, something that we used to do, we as in your rulers. And we would like for you all to begin your adventure. Of course, that is assuming that is what you want. You always have a choice. Don't let anyone take that away from you. You will always have a choice whether or not this is what you'd like to do. And it's because of that that we extend this offer. And before we say goodbye to you in this moment. I would like to let you all know that those of you who have been chosen, you select four who have shown such promise. It's because of this that I ask and inform you that you consider your options carefully because it is due to your promise that this has been offered to you. But it is also because of that that we have to remind you that it is always a choice. You are in the city of fate for a reason. Kastrix is not here to hinder you. 
It is here to help. We are a resource, not a prison. And we will never, ever try to take that away from you. Your autonomy is yours for a reason. And so, I stand before you, sealed your dark star, and wish to you all, not just you select four, but the thousand of you gathered before me, and my brothers and my sisters, and my husband and my children, to let you know that this moment before you is yours. Thank you for what you will do and what you have already done. You may take the rest of your day. And as they step back and join together, the ten of them, they unite and they smile at all of you once more. A halfling and a dragon curled around his shoulders. A drow woman standing hand in hand with her human husband and her drow husband. This wood elven woman and her, you assume, aquin elven husband. And a dwarven man and a dwarven woman. They all bow to you and stand tall. And of course, there is a wolf that lays at the human man's feet, who nods their head. And as that happens, the curtains draw to a close before all of you. And you know that you are being dismissed. And you are allowed to leave for the day. Hey, DM? Yeah. Um, not sure if it was clear before, but uh, was I a part of that? Yes, you were. <laughs> I was just in there and <laughs> total confusion. Indeed. The actual fuck. <laughs> You're good. So we're all dismissed, is what she said? Yep, and all of the students present, excluding the four of you, are beginning to rush out and drift away from the auditorium. But it is your, you four who have to stop in place for a moment as what shimmers into existence is a small slip of paper no bigger than a folded sheet of parchment. And it falls easily into your hands. And it all has your names written in your native tongue. And indeed, Tosara, you can read it. For <laughs> you recognize the chicken scratch that makes you your name. Even if you don't really understand anything else. <laughs> Figures. 
And then, okay, just because I wanted to make sure, because I'm doing multiple things at one time. Um, each uh, a piece of paper flows down for each of us. Yes, it shimmers into existence right in front of you, and it out of instinct, you guys do have the chance to catch it if you so choose. Oh yeah. Mhm. Like awesome, wonderful. What do you guys do with your mysterious papers? Open it and be like, "Hey, could you like, can you like read it for me?" <laughs> who, who are you asking? Can you just say that quietly in the air? Yeah. Okay, it doesn't go unnoticed to you that people are kind of looking at you like, what the heck? I'm not going to read some random ass paper for you. What the heck? Who are you? And they keep going. Um, and you know that they just they just don't understand. They just they don't get it. And that's okay. If I was... Because okay. Someone else does, and she begins to read it out for you. Who else opens their paper and begins to read it? I do. I do. Alright. Keiko, do you begin reading it? Yes, I was just waiting for everybody else's turn, because right. I, was, I was like, who's going right. to go next? <laughs> Alright. You all open this piece of paper, and Lasara, it is being read to you, while the rest of you actually read yours. And it is a summons to the castle. In fact, it is a summons to the inner sanctum, so that you may speak with Queen Darkstar herself. Um, and her husband. I don't know <laughs> what the rest of you can speak, um, but in Draconic, um, I curse, basically saying holy fucking shit. Uh, and he speaks draconic. No. No? Nope. No? No? Nope. Sorry, can you speak draconic? Go ahead and let me see something. Left side of the screen. Armor of No. Okay. So, of you hear a very audible guttural noise that just doesn't quite make sense, but you know for a fact that it should, but you just don't understand it. And you are the only four left in the room as every other student immediately runs because they thought for sure that a dragon was giving a warning cry about landing in the auditorium. No, I'm so sorry, it's just this oh, fucking shit. That's in common. <laughs> I was just with the, the paper in the Okay. Bye! Sorry! Let me let me get this straight. First off, did everyone else get the summons to the castle? Yeah. That's what was on the paper, right? <laughs> yes, my dear. That is exactly what was on yeah, the paper. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in Celestial, she starts cussing 
softly to herself. <laughs> no, I don't speak. There's, <laughs> there's only one person here who does not have a paper in his hand, and that is a drow man with vibrant red hair and beautiful magenta eyes, and he is currently standing next to your little over a foot tall fairy, looking over her shoulder. Oh, it looks like a mascot of the school. <laughs> student. Kind of. You honestly think that he was probably in the class by um, the drow queen of K-Strix. And you probably would have put it past him because he looks like it, too. But he's just kind of hovering over uh, Amari's shoulder, looking down. Um, what'd you get? What'd you get? I can't read it. What'd you get? Yes, what'd you get? Me. No, he was I fly above him. He just reaches up and grabs your foot. <laughs> Where do you think you're going? You're back here. This is leave me alone. You're going to lose it before you get wherever you're supposed to go, aren't you? That's my prerogative, not yours. <laughs> Started off like every every net one in that one adventures. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's why it's awesome. called that one adventures. Yes, so guys, I fulfilled the prophecy. <laughs> yep. You know that this is not characteristic of him. He's probably just very excited about you know graduating, but he didn't really think to hold on to just a little bit tighter. And so you managed to just kind of weasel out of his grip. And now he's just holding this really tiny shoe. And it kind of looks like he's holding a doll's shoe. And he looks at it. And he looks at you. You're not getting his back. Well, I didn't plan that. <laughs> I didn't think that one through. So, I'll make a deal with you. I'll make a deal with you. And you tell me what that says. And allow me to tag along, and I'll give you back the shoe. You and I don't buy you drinks, but they were bar yours. So. <laughs> yes. Alright, tell me what's on it. I just dropped <sighs> the letter at him. <laughs> he takes it, and he starts reading it. You were saying? I was just trying to say that she didn't have to if she didn't want to, especially since it was directed to her. She brings her own head she anyway. shakes her head. She just shakes her head. I mean, it looks like they know each that. other, so I, I wouldn't necessarily... But I am going to put you on a drink cap. There was nothing in that agreement. Do you want this shoe back? <laughs> I would again. <laughs> anyway, uh, my name's Vela. 
he turns and he offers out his hand and then he realizes that he's still holding the shoe and he puts it in the other hand and he sweeps his hand back out. I'm normally not this, um, out of my element. Did he tell you that he had started walking? Cassandra. I'm glad I'm not the only one out of my element. I mean, aren't we all? Ultimately, we are. Um. Uh, I don't even know what the fuck this place is. Here you go, Uh, this is yours. I'll I'll talk to you later. Um, have fun. Don't get lost. Thank you. Um, and I'll see you at the bar. I got work to do, I guess. I'd really want to do you guys work today. Really want to work he strides past all of you. And after a few moments, his nonchalance kind of voice off of him and it becomes resolved. And instead of this cool whatever attitude, you have a man who's on a mission, and he's not going to give up until he finds the answer that he is seeking. Um, I, I step closer to where we're all kind of congregating right in the middle, and I go, um, my, name is, my, my, my name is Heiko. Um, I guess we're all supposed <laughs> to be going to the capital? Uh Alright, um, yeah, does anybody know how to get there? Cause... Nope, I just got here. I'm Lysera, by the way. Cassandra, or Cassie for short. Um, I, 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 I do bows to, it just little short bows didn't, off, didn't offer my hand. My hands are still kind of tucked inside my, my, my long, my long cloak. Um, you can, you can see my face, but it's all hidden away. Um, all of you look like you've been skipping leg day. <laughs> From the flower in Lasara's hair steps a gorgeous woman in leaf silk. And by leaf silk, I mean her dress is quite literally made out of leaves, yet it looks like the finest silk in the world. She has long, vibrant, verdant green hair that falls in massive curls. She has this beautiful, earthy brown skin and the most gorgeous, bright blue eyes. She looks around at all of you. And she saddles up next to the Masara uh, and wraps her arms around her. And this six foot five woman begins to gently play with Masara's hair. Uh, and uh, I uh, am Andrew. A pleasure to meet all of you. Uh, uh, where the fuck did you come from? Dear, I told you I would be with you everywhere you went. I know, but you just weren't here one one moment, and then now you're here. I have skills that even you do not understand. It is all right. You will learn in time. Yeah, 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 yeah. You and your magic shit. 
Jeez. Do you have a problem with magic? Uh, it's not that she know. has a problem with magic. It's that she doesn't understand it. I prefer to use things that I can understand. Like I a giant ass sword. <laughs> It's alright, dear. Well, are we all heading to the same place, or shall I meet my darling dear off? If you she know it, it's not time to dawdle. Hey, hey, I think I know where it is. Okay, it's the place, the 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 big thing, right? You just gotta look for a really, really big building. Oh, darling, you're so cute when you think you understand. You're not on the right track, but there are a great many big things in this city. You'll have to be a little more specific. Damn, would Cassie know where the castle would be? Well, Cassie, you have been going to this school for eight years. You know generally where it is. You just don't know... Precisely how you're gonna get there. So does that mean that I do, since I've lived here all my life? You have lived here your entire life, Keiko. You know exactly how to get there. You've gone there a couple times, but you've never really, you know, made it in. <laughs> Listen, I was chasing after something, right? It was a particular tome and they would not let me in alright so if it's the place that I'm thinking of it's this direction and I know where it is okay follow the twinkie yeah. man got it uh, hold on he, he, he turns around and just stares right at you and goes twiggy man yeah, you, again, I you have like a you name. Like I <laughs> have a name, and I introduced myself. My name is Heiko. A hand gets set on Lassara's, um, the top of Lassara's head and over her mouth as Anya pulls her closer. And yes, it does work. It's successfully distracting Lassara if Riley's reaction is anything to go by. <laughs> And she kind of leans down, and with a sheepish expression, she speaks. I'm so sorry. She's a little on the, um, duller side of it. It's alright, dear. It's alright. <laughs> a little hard for her to remember. At first, you'll have to forgive her. Give her some time. She'll remember. I remember your name? You don't remember me because I had to remind you 15 times. Not even. It's more like 30. She was giving you the benefits of the doubt. No, I mean, I was only talking about the first hour. Oh. <laughs> I, I nod my head in acknowledgement. Thank you for the explanation. Now, if you would all be so kind as to follow me, I will get us there. Me, looking, looks at Lasara. Heiko turns around and starts briskly walking. Heiko, <clears throat> Darling, 
I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Jesus. Darling, it's, in, in, it's rude to get names wrong on purpose. Was it on? It's alright, dude. Okay. Just, just follow the nice man. He's been kind enough to lead you where you need to go. Yeah. Larry, what are you up to as this is all transpiring? Our best friend just kind of ditched you. Yeah, <laughs> I'll find him later. I always do. And if not, he'll find me. I have the group. All right. <laughs> you follow after this ragtag group. And because you're the last one to be following them, you watch as this six foot five beautiful woman you recognize as a dryad sink back into that flower on the star's head and vanish. Cool. I've seen weirder. Fair enough. Valid. Understandable. All right. Pico, you are leading them to the castle, is that correct? Yes. All righty. You navigate busy streets of Kastrix, and as you turn corners and skirt the busier streets of this now late morning, you lead them to the center of the city, where there is a massive white crystal castle, standing tall, overlooking the entire city, and... Standing out front are guards that stop you by extending their spears out across in front of you. Look, alright, I remember last time we had a bit of a problem. Alright, this time I have an invitation and I, I, I hold up the piece of paper <laughs> to one of the guards. Huh? What are your friends? Uh, they're with me, the same thing. We got paper We've too. all got invitations. Where's In case who shows up hers. Yeah, I, 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 I don't say anything. I just lift it up like... <laughs> Roll me a D10 to see if you lost her or not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Odds even, evens you did. I got a 10. Oh! You go looking for it. Can I cast <laughs> prestidigitation and make it so that way there's almost like a copy of mine and I and I will reach down and grab it, air quotes, and be like, you drop this. And see, look, she's got one. So I'm holding up mine, and with prestidigitation, I make the exact same copy. Hand. If you're trying to not be seen casting this spell, only a sleight of hand if you don't want to be seen. Okay, here we go. All right, let's go. What do we get? What do we get? What do we get? Um, that's a six. <laughs> what did you get? A six. Bless your heart. I rolled a three. <laughs> oh, you're good. Peter's even seems to notice. He's a little more distracted by the little 
fairy trying to find her thing and beginning to freak out a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one? All right. Alright, well, yeah. Thank you. Here's my invitation. Uh, hold on to that. He just shakes his head. As you all file through this white crystal portcullis gate, you open out into a beautiful courtyard. And you realize that the castle look is really just a magnificent illusion so that no one can see the very simple white, the, the very simple, gorgeous, sprawling mansion in front of you. And you realize that these people don't really want an ostentatious castle. They just want to live in their pretty mansion, but they're rulers and they're kind of chill. And they're gonna let it slide. And they're gonna uphold everything about uh, appearances and whatnot. And so you all can marvel at this courtyard, if you will. And this big, beautiful fountain, crystal clear water, with magical lights dancing about which some of you recognize as the cell dancing lights. Mm-hmm. Some of you do not recognize it. Cough, cough, Lassara, cough, cough. <laughs> and she didn't even have her headset on. <laughs> I know, the hilarious part of it. And you all see that woman who's covered in pulsing tattoos and her seafoam-colored husband beside her. Ah, you've made it. Wonderful. Come, come. It's time we discuss things. And she begins to turn and walk inside. I'm just looking around like in awe with just the just the, the blatant simplicity that just seems to work like and just staring at different things seeing the dancing lights and just following but almost in that follow and then you're turning around walking backwards and then you're turning around and looking around and just i am distracted because this is beautiful you who are proficient in history please make a history check okay That would be an 18. Is there anyone else who's proficient? Uh, I am. Just give me a second. I'm doing the math. 23. You mean athletics? No. No. We went quiet. Do, 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 do. Um, if you got higher than a 15, you will know that according to the legend of the Ten Rulers of Castrix, this mansion is actually their original base of operations when they were up and coming adventurers. This is where they 
essentially grew up and has grown over time as they've needed it to. And the only reason why it can't be found is because it's hidden behind a massive illusion, as you've just now learned. <laughs> For the one of you who got over 20, you shall know that this place is guarded by at least 10 different dragons. Not including oh. the song dragon that hangs off of a guard's shoulders and is his wife. Oh. <laughs> huh. Well, that makes a bit more sense. What? What? I'm, I mean, what What does? Uh, best to be explained later. Okay. And she just smiles and kind of waves him off. Let's um, continue listening. And she looks to the rest of the group. I'm already following. So, once you are all inside, you enter into a lovely foyer with a grand staircase that leads up to a second floor, and it has a crystal chandelier in the center. This foyer is genuinely meant to greet people, and it is very simple in that way. You see no servants walking about, only the rulers, and none of them are wearing their crowns. Not one of them. The Drow Queen, Zartress herself, walks past, dressed in her leathers and her weapons from her adventuring days. Fixing her hair as she walks past, she gives a short wave to Sealkir Darkstar and continues on her way. You see King Borland as he comes striding through. And as he stops for a moment, he turns, shrugs, and then continues on. It is only Sealkir Darkstar who is actually paying any attention to you. And as she turns and smiles at all of you, she gestures wide. It's alright. Take your time to marvel. We'll be going to the, the um, sun room in a bit. But I understand that well, new places are fancy and well, I can't blame you for being overwhelmed. If, of course, assuming that you are. But I'm not going to um, force you to rush through things. What do you guys do? I'm going to lean in towards where Cassie is and very quietly whisper, Am I the only one that feels just a bit like we really don't belong here and am confused because they clearly can handle themselves. What the fuck are we doing here? Uh, to be quite frank, I don't know. 
but I do feel a little out of place myself. And she glances over to Aspara and Amari. I don't know how they feel either. Speaking of Lasara and Amari, how are you two handling this new environment? I'm a fairy in a uh, town where fairies aren't very common. I'm used to being out of place. Really, fairies aren't a little more common than you think, only because of the school. But, but I'm used to being the odd one, the odd one out. So the fact that I am uncomfortable is a comfortable feeling. Vibes. <laughs> vibes for Hanko. <laughs> vibes. That is a food. <laughs> All right, Lasara. This is my <laughs> This is my first city period. So there's a lot of firsts today. Still don't know why I'm here. <laughs> like, well, like, I think we can all agree we don't know what we're doing here. And she points to the main area. <laughs> no, I mean here as in the city in general. I just got here. Vibing here for a moment? Yeah. He, uh, what is his name? I had his name, like, for a second there, and then I went to go and say it, and it's gone. I hate what that happened. His name is <laughs> that guy. Dale <laughs> here's husband. I'm just going to continue to call him that until I have his name back in the head. Uh, he's walking is. through, and he's adjusting something around his throat. And as you all take a moment to see it, it's actually, um, you all have seen, like, uh, what is that? Yeah, that superhero. It's a, he's wearing, essentially he's wearing a, like, collar around his neck, and that collar is more like a glass tube, and it's filled with water. And you all can see gills that flare up and settle back down as he walks past. And he says something quietly to you, Silkir, in front of you before she nods and lets him go. And he walks off. And it becomes apparent to you that one of your kings cannot breathe air. I mean, it would make sense. It does. <laughs> so if you cast water breathing on a water breathing uh, 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 person, can they breathe air? <laughs> That's not how that spell works. <laughs> Sorry. You can't remember what they call why does, why does that feel like something Osara would think eventually? Like, you no, know, you can breathe air if I cast water breathing on you. <gasps> No. Because they cancel each other out, right? <laughs> no. Is that how that works? Then, you, then you grow lungs. Then you grow lungs. No, because that's how that works. He has lungs. It's just that he has to breathe through his gills. Leave him alone, okay? Maybe he's a little sensitive about that, alright? Oh! You know, body shape here. But <laughs> What are you guys doing? You know, um, your is just kind of like... Alright, I'm just gonna let you guys vibe for a minute, and then okay. you know, when you guys are ready, we can move on. Yeah, I'm ready. My anxiety okay. is growing by the second, so the longer we stand here, the more awkward I'm gonna get. Alright, let's go. I 
feel like we should get moving. What about you guys? Yeah. Let's branch. I go up right to her. Where'd you next? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like your song a lot. Actually, it reminds me a lot of myself. Follow me. We'll go to the sun room where we can talk more. Away from, you know, the craziness that is the rest of my family. And she chuckles about that as she walks. And then she takes about two steps before you watch this six-foot woman begin to shrink in size. And a pair of beautiful wings appear from her back. And she is about a foot taller than you, actually, Amari. As she pretty much does the same exact thing that you do. As she goes from an elven woman... To a fairy herself. Wow. I turn back to the group. It's okay. Yup. Watch yourself. You might have some pups running around beneath your feet. And if any of you need a comfort animal where we're going, has my cat. Don't worry. He's a big softie. He's absolutely adorable. You're going to love him. Yeah, no, I, 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 I got where you're coming from, Cassie. I got it. Don't worry about it. Let's just keep going. Ignore the tall woman going to a fairy. Next, she's going to turn into a toad. <laughs> it's going to be something. Just, let's, too much in my brain right now. Just walk. I can agree with that, but, and she just, she keeps muttering softly and just walks forward. What are you up to as everyone begins to head off? Me? Yes, you. Oh, sorry. I've, I, I, I've, I've been following. Yes, I'm following. Oh, I missed that. My bad. That's <laughs> on okay. me. It's all good. That is all me. It's Oops. all good. All right, let's go. It's all good. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. sunroom that faces the dawn. Only, it's not dawn anymore, as it's about midday, and um, your queen, who turns herself into a little fairy, turns back into a full-grown woman, and like every cat owner out there, I would hope does, goes, come here, baby, and calls for something. With her hands down, not very low, but low enough that when the four foot at the shoulders saber cat comes <laughs> walking into the room and comes at her, you're not as surprised by its size. Whoa. Because it is wearing what looks to be a collar and it is carrying in its mouth barding. She grabs the barding. No, we're not going out for a ride right now. It's okay. Lay down. She gets a big old scratch behind the ears and she sets the barding down. She gently pushes him and he flops and bears his belly and you watch her kneel down and start rubbing his 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 chest. And of course, like like a playful cat does, he goes and play attacks her hand. 
And she laughs. It's okay, Sirius. It's okay. You. She gets up and she sits down. Everyone, this is Sirian. He is my um, familiar. And, well, my constant companion since I was, well, five. Oh, uh, 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 <laughs> um, sit over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'll make sure that he stays <laughs> over here. Sorry, he's a little friendly. I'm surprised you haven't started sneezing prior. And she scratches her her cheek slightly. It might have to do with being an actual cat and not walking fox-like <laughs> instead. Well, I still have fur. <laughs> not it's all weird. cat allergies apply to every other animal. You know? It's weird. It's just cats. I don't know what's going on. It's just cats. <laughs> It's real life allergies, allergies, people. We real life allergies. Real life allergies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Co, what are you doing as you see this transpire? Um. Uh, continually uh, adjusting my hood, um, adjusting myself. Casting prestidigitation to clean my to clean my robes like every three seconds, um, just <laughs> wondering what the fuck is going on. Hey, well, enter the area and blind backwards. Draw a dexterity for me, and let's see if you bump into anything. Holy, because I just rolled a four. So yes. <laughs> Okay, so on your way in, you bump into the door frame, and then you spin around, and there's a big, fluffy, spotted white cat. His spots are black. And he is humongous, and he is absolutely enjoying the scratches behind his ears and on his chin, and it's rough, and he's purring very loudly. But I'm, like, face-to-face. -face. Yes. Whoa, okay. Maybe I should be able to hear. <laughs> Get that a while. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the best of luck. Well, you know, luck is not always on our side. I should know. Well, why don't you all take a seat? Well, by a lot, I mean it can be a lot process. But we really should only be here for a little while. Unless you have questions. Um, I, uh, uh, have questions. Where's Ash? Is it about her name? Is it about her name? Did you get her name right this time? No, shut up. I think there's a mistake. I'm not really sure I'm supposed to be here. See, I just got into the city today and then this voice in my head just kind of like told me to go somewhere and it was like I'm like okay I'll go over here and then I ended up in this big the, the big um 
auditorium. <laughs> and then, yeah, so I'm, I think there's a mistake. I'm sorry. I'll just let myself out. <laughs> you go to walk out the door when you are stopped as your face goes face to face with a very familiar chest and hands sit along your shoulder, shoulders. Uh, 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 sit down, my dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are where I want you to be. Okay. There's a reason why I sent you here, my darling dear. It is time you hear what she has to say. Yes? Yeah. Okay. Quick slap on the ass and then I'll go. <laughs> you sit down, and to ensure that you do not move, she sits down right next to you and pulls you into her lap. say go ahead uh doesn't really forget his manners but since he is since i am walking next to uh cassie i find myself subconsciously pulling out a chair for her and having her sit and then sit down <laughs> next to her <laughs> meanwhile looking over and then raising an eyebrow at suddenly Lasara being in somebody's lap like okay this is the new normal you're 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 good. Don't worry about it, Heiko. This is fine. So I don't even I don't even consciously know why I pulled the chair out for Cassie, but I did, and then <laughs> pushed her in, and then sat down next to her. Oh, uh, thank you, <laughs> Namari. Where are you up to as all of this happens before you? I kind of just. <laughs> A little snort, a little, little hand over the thing, like, oops. <laughs> um, who's the shortest person, height-wise? Presently? <laughs> mm -hmm. You. Not, not me, not including <laughs> me. Obviously, I'm the shortest. But out of the party, out of the, the four of us, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm six foot. And, so I, and six I'm six, people? and I'm six three. Okay. Five four. I go behind cat. The shortest the shortest person is the cat on the floor. <laughs> I mean well, vibes. I go to the behind the chair that Cass is sitting. Mm hmm And does the chair clear Cass's head? No, they're very simple, plain chairs. They're nice. Definitely worth every coin put into them. The craftsmanship is beautiful, but they're very plain, simple. Her shoulder is open, though. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> I'm like, if it bothers you, let me know. But <laughs> I sit on her shoulder. Uh, like, which shoulder? Um, preferably one with no spikes. <laughs> um, no, I'm only like my 
like I'm I'm literally a foot and four inches. Okay. So <laughs> I'm not very big. So. And you weigh less than ten pounds. Yeah. No encumbrance. So essentially, a kitten just landed on your shoulder. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Like three day old kitten, even practically in weight. Well, which whichever shoulder she's on, Cassie looks over at her and she's, oh, hello. Well, since you're all situated. Um, it is time that I begin to explain why your four was selected aside from your academics. As you know, as we discussed, after the graduation, you four were selected because of your promise. And because of that, I would like to formally extend an option of forming an adventurer's group before you. This would grant you certain freedoms within the city. Consider it a kind of boom. Not everyone can seek their fame and fortune through trade and commerce. But of course, others can. It is because of this that you four are quite interesting. Some people have their path path paved for them. And I would like to try and encourage your what should I say, growth. I want to sponsor you as adventurers. Mari raises her hand. Of course. With all due respect, with my stunt over there and my notorious history, what made you choose me? (laughs) They begin to laugh. Because she can't stop herself. <laughs> because she doesn't have an immediate answer for you. I'm I'm being serious here. I'm I'm notorious all over school for getting myself into into situations like this. I would like to know what in the world made you choose me. I mean- you watch her. You watch her wave her hand a little bit. And what appears above her hand, above her palm, is a globe of magic. And inside that globe of magic, you can see moving pictures. You can't quite make all of them out. But what becomes off crystal clear is your face for a brief moment before it fades to another. And then you see uh, Cassandra's. And then it fades. And then you see Musara's. And then it fades until at last Heiko appears in front of you in this globe of magic. 
And when she closes her hand, the magic disperses. What made me choose you was not by your showmanship. As you walk about, because truly, if that was all I was basing it off of, I would not have chosen you. No offense. No, that's I, would not, I totally get it. I would not have chosen any of you. I would have rather you chose yourself. But when not just myself, but all five, the original rulers of Pastrix, all have the same dream. The same four adventurers. We tend to listen. Well then, fate has a funny sense of humor. <laughs> Indeed it does. For I would not have expected to have been born covered in these tattoos. Mm -hmm. Fair am, I suppose. The gods work in strange ways. And when they decide they are going to show things, it is wise to listen. Of course, you may all choose not to follow. Your fate is your own to seize. But whether you follow the path that I before you, or you take one of your own, I would like to be able to say that I to watch its beginning. The catalyst for your great legend. If, of course, that is what you want. I mean, that, that's what we all went to the school for. At least that's what I did. Not to be stuck here, not to be kept down, not to be Mocked for looking a little different, not to, not to have what's inside you be uncontrolled. To watch as things light on fire because you're mad, or to do something and something else happens. That's why I went here. So you're telling me that. There's a chance that we have some sort of destiny or something that is in our future that is going to make sense of everything that we've been through. Like, I'm 150% behind that. <laughs> Everyone has a story. And it's always being written. My story is yet to come to a close, and I hope that it does not come to a close anytime soon. <laughs> Let me tell you a story of five. Five unlikely friends who started off with nothing, who became something. One was a drow cast out from her family, left on an orphanage doorstep at the tender age of two months old. 
another, a human boy, who cannot speak, and instead, instead speaks with his mind. As he was left at this orphanage as well, a dwarven man whose country was destroyed when he was only three. And an elven girl covered in magical tattoos at one arm that allowed her to catch spells of ice and absorb them into herself to wield them against others. She did not know her name. She was given one. These five were only twelve when they set out for their first adventure, going about their home city, until they found themselves in a dungeon, and inside that dungeon, its creator came to them, forced them to seek out a tree and drink from it its lifeblood. And so they did. They spent years locked away from society. Where they learned humility and shame. What about the fifth? You mentioned the dwarf. The fifth did not come for a while yet. He came after they emerged from within. He is the halfling bard, a little spitfire of a young man. And their journey inspired countless others. And when they finally came together for the first time, they ended up becoming rulers unintentionally. And it was because of that that they had to spend two years cultivating their city so that it would be self-sufficient. Those four, five, I should say, those five continued on their journey after that. There's where they found their wives and husbands. It is how they found happiness. And now, now they are here in this city watching over all of you. One sits before you. I understand being afraid of your possibility, your potential. When I was only 12, the magic within these markings in my skin awakened. I casted my first spell. Unintentionally, and I almost killed my friends, my family, because of it. I know what it is like to be afraid of magic. But it is through magic that you 
become more, you become stronger, you learn to control it. Magic is only potential. It is the lifeblood of the earth. It is what gives it strength to come back after everything we have put it through. I have been alive for a very long time, young men. Your destiny is waiting to be written, and I cannot wait to see you seize it with both hands. Proud to show who you are. Because no one can take that away from you. No one can make you feel less better for who you are, unless you let them. Just kind of adjusts adjust his hood a little bit and like kind of grows silent and sits back to think on her words. I'm just gonna uh, look to Henriel and then look back. Um, to um, the drow. <laughs> um, so, what, there is there is a wood elven or, woman who's covered in tattoos. Sorry, sorry. Wood and elf. then Andriel yes. the dryad. Yes. There's yes. no drow in the room. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I, I looked to uh, the, the other wood elf. Um, so, say we do choose to become adventurers um what would that what would that entail entail you have a sponsor in the royalty of Kastrix which means as your fame and fortune grows the more money we can put into you. Of course, we would have no sway over what you do. That is why adventurers are so perfect, in a way, for people like yourselves. Because you still get to choose how to seek out your destiny. Even so if you're an adventurer. I cannot tell you what to do. That's not how that works. So we don't have this overarching goal. We just uh, set out and do our own thing. As adventurers, your one goal would be to make names for yourselves. Whatever you stumble upon in your adventures, that is for you to decide whether or not you wish to solve it or not. I have no sway or control over what you will face, but I know that people need people like you who can help. And that is important. You can help people. I just simply would like to help you 
help others. Got it. Thanks for answering my question. Of course. Um, on that, um, I wouldn't be opposed. As long as Unreal is by my side, that is. Unreal smiles. She leans until she presses her forehead against yours. I am always with you, my dear. Of course. You cannot get rid of me, even if you tried. And that's settled. I'm in if they are. What of the other two? Amari and Cassandra, correct? Yes. Do you have any questions? None that I can think of right now. She looks at Amari. What about you? Honest, I have to think. I never really had a plan for what I was going to do. Never really thought about it. I had to. I have already achieved what my quote-unquote life goal was. Isn't that the beauty of life, though? You can always set new goals. Perhaps it even is to find new goals. Sometimes the question doesn't have to be asked to be answered. I learned that the hard way. So is that it then? What, what, what do we do next? Well, you answer me this. Do you wish to unite as an adventuring group together? I mean, eventually I might actually get that one to pronounce names, so that's a goal. Heiko, yes, we've, I know your name, we've Jesus. Made, we've made progress today, so... Wait, who's Jesus? <laughs> I met him as a man on the street down, down the way. He's a little headlight, he's very interesting, he keeps preaching about... Just wondering, what was his hand? Um, he kept preaching about his deity. I'm sure we did not understand him. He's fascinating, though. He's a wonderful man. He's a fantastic carpenter. I mean... And he was, he absolutely absorbed a delectable one. You should try it sometime. Oh, my. Well, I suppose the only other thing that I had in mind for a life goal would be Going around the world playing my song. But adventure every now and then doesn't hurt. I'm in it if they are. Yeah. 
other said that writing your song and adventuring were mutually exclusive. Sometimes you can do a little bit of both. Believe me, Talon has assured me of such a thing. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Why? You can play music? <laughs> I do not. But no, I, I was talking to the... the was that not apparent the by one? the flute? <laughs> was that not apparent by the flute that hangs off her hip? <laughs> I just thought it was My for show. Me. I just thought it was for show. No. Kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. I'm not as stupid as people think. Alright, well, that is one. I'm down. What the rest of you? That's two. Pico. Um, I mean, that was kind of a given at this point. <laughs> Three. I suppose that's true. You would have left already by now if you weren't in. You catch on quickly. I mean, I'm not really doing anything else for the rest of my life, so what the heck? <clears throat> A good answer. One that I've said uh, many times. <laughs> well then, let's get the paperwork in order. And that is where I'm going to leave us off tonight. Congratulations, guys. You have introduced yourself into this world, and you guys have officially united as party, and that is where we're going to get next time. And, you know, I am really looking forward to doing this. So... That's all I've got to say. Does anyone else have anything closing to say? Anything else, guys? We sh last minute shout out? Again, the thank thing, you. The only thing I have to ask is, when are we meeting next? <laughs> well, we're going to be in two weeks. So, hey. the 27th? Yes. Yes. Same okay. bet time, same bet channel. I'm gonna be here. Right. It's gonna be great. Every two weeks, you get to listen to the awesomeness that is Heiko and his associates. <laughs> We've got the muscle, the brains, hey, and the talent. You're the team leader. I mean, we're not relying on you. To get to choose your adventure games. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 Whatever you want. I'm not gonna steal that from you. You guys can workshop that, and um, we'll. Figure that out. You guys are awesome. Stay awesome. Thank you all for listening. And I can't wait to DM for you guys again in two weeks. So, this has been the Nerdworm Podcast. And in that one, Adventures Stream. And Hell been, yeah. And it's been real, and it's been fun, and it's been real fun. So, goodbye, nerds. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds.